The date was November 10, 1951, and Sir Hugh Beaver went on a shooting party in the North Slob. North Slob? That's what my ex-wife used to call me when I went moose hunting in the UP. (laughs) By the River Slaney in (laughs) County Wexford, Ireland. After missing a shot at a golden plover, he became involved in an argument over which was the fastest game bird in Europe. The golden plover or the red grouse? Psst, it is the plover. That evening at Castlebridge House, he realized that it was impossible to confirm in reference books whether or not the golden plover was indeed Europe's fastest game bird. Beaver knew that there must be numerous other questions debated nightly in pubs throughout Ireland and abroad. But there was no book in the world with which to settle arguments about records. He realized then that a book supplying the answers to this sort of question might prove successful. Well, Beaver's idea became a reality when... In 1954, an employee of a certain brewery recommended two of his friends who had been running a fact-finding agency in London. They went on to create the book. That first year, a thousand copies of the book were printed and given away. The name on the front? The Guinness Book of World Records. himself yeah so these are nitrogenated drafts nitrogenated wow. stouts from guinness yeah did you know that backstory about I the guinness book of world records this. of course not i had no idea that it was even related to guinness the beer no i had no idea why would i but man almighty, is that an intense backstory. And I love that they were just getting in a fight about what the fastest game bird was. <laughs> yeah. Which it probably isn't even a record you can prove. Like, what? <laughs> that, oh, that can't be my. a record. Yeah, so we're pouring, pouring this, this uh, Guinness, and oh, it's beautiful. Now, there are instructions on the package about how to pour this beer. Read Do you want to hear them, Joe? Read them to the dear listener. Hey, listeners, you, you want to hear them? You want to hear them? <sighs> Give it to me. Yeah. Tell me how bad you want to hear them. Yeah. Okay, step one, open the can. Step two, wait. You idiots, it says right on there, because it knew we weren't going to. <laughs> step three, tilt your glass 45 degrees. Step four, pour it. Step five, let the beer settle. Step six, drink it. Mm. Well, so when it gets to like just a little bit of head still on the top, you can drink it, I think. No, I, I kind of dove right in. They should have called me an idiot again, and I would have been able to do it. Yeah. Uh, well, Cheers. Cheers, Joe. To tatally to tatally To Guinness, we say. Uh, tastes like Guinness. Mm-hmm. So Guinness, I guess, is characterized by like a uh, <clears throat> kind of like this burnt sort of taste, but also a tangy taste. That's mm-hmm. sort of the Guinness uh, standard. The Guinness Gambit. The, Gu- the Guinness Gambit. Uh, let's see here. Alex I'm looking at, tang- at the Guinness Alex Gambert. So it's tangy flavor, burnt flavor. Derived from malted barley and roasted unmalted barley. So a lot of that kind of roastiness to it. Um, Guinness, a little roasty toasty. And I inadver- I know this is this is uh, how it's pronounced, and I still inadvertently called it Guinness Drought rather than Guinness Draft. Because I never yeah. Guinness, it's D-R-A-U-G-H-T. Should we address it? Should we address it early? So we are drinking our Guinnesses out of a can, uh, our Guinness Drafts out of a can, and at the bottom of every can of Guinness Draft is something they call a widget. So let's bring it up. Let's bring it up. I got a copy if you got a copy. 
the little plastic ball is called a widget at the bottom of every Guinness can. Um, it adds the right kind of head on their thick and creamy stout, which is less fizzy than regular lager beers like Bud Light. When Guinness is canned, the brewers add a shot of liquid nitrogen to help pressurize it. So this kind of releases that nitrogen. And it's that's like, why it's like it's like a ping pong ball in there. It is, yeah. Yeah. Who's ready for beer pong? Well, we are. <laughs> you think you're going to play some beer pong, are you? You think you're going to be some kind of beer pong lard? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Eric Barkhouse for that. Hey, did we cheers already? We or did. did we not? You didn't even drink any of it. Yeah, I did. I poured more. Oh, double cheers then. How's it going down in the beginning? It's fine. It, it seems a little bit thinner than I remember Guinness being, honestly. It's like a very light taste. Yeah, not much flavor. No. I think I was always just intimidated by it, like the color and the, the yeah. spectacle of Guinness. Have you had, you've had Guinness yeah, before? Yeah, I've had okay. it, yeah, I've had it, yeah. I've had it, and on tap, it seemed much thicker than this. I, maybe that's a known, known issue. Well, Guinness is one of those beers that has like a huge difference between tap bottle and can there's all sorts of i think arguments but guinness is one of the rare beers i believe that uh people argue guinness out of a can is the preferred way to go because of the widget that introduces the nitrogen reduces the head i don't i don't know if it i don't know if there's so it's not like our beloved blatz that is the same out of bottle can or (laughs) no it's not it has some nuance to it, but it doesn't really taste like it. Like it, it's it's pretty mellow. There's it is really mellow. not much to it. I know there's an extra stout that you can get. Maybe that's what I had previously that was a little bit heavier. Yeah, this is just your your standard Guinness draft stout. St. James's Gate, Dublin, Ireland. Uh so that yeah, that's where the original brewery is. St. James Gate. Yes. Uh, do you want to read the history on that back in what was seventeen fifty one? Yeah, so uh Let's see here as I bring it up. Uh, so uh, actually it's 1759. God. Um, Arthur Guinness started brewing ales uh, at St. James Gate Brewery in Dublin, but he signed a 9,000 year lease <laughs> at 45. Uh, what is that currency? Euro? That's not, maybe in Wikipedia they're now writing in Euro. Yeah, maybe they converted it. Per annum for the unused brewery. So a ni- he has a 9,000 year <laughs> lease starting in December 1759. So in December 10,759, lease is up, baby. You can go, you can get in on this. <laughs> You're Guinness out action. on your ass, James. What was uh, his name, Arthur? Arthur Guinness. Um, so, yeah, and then he started – so, obviously, this beer is now, what, 259 years old and carries with it a lot of history. It's still the best-selling beer in Ireland. Uh, it's – the flavor is what it is, but I think it's it's very distinctive, like, looking at it. Just, so, yeah. people, I think, would Can't call it, it black, but it actually is a super dark ruby red. So, this is a red beverage, but it's just very darkened with a white head. Mm-hmm. It's good. And it's good. It is – it goes down well, not too carbonated. Like yeah. I think that's what's nice about it. But I think it's one of those beers that we've had throughout the course of the show. It's iconic, and it's the mystique of it is like intimidating. You brought it in, I was like, oh shit, we're doing the Guinness episode. Like we got to read yep. up on history and shit. Yeah. For instance, the it's, the can, this harp on the can. What does the harp mean? Why don't it's, you harp on about it? Uh, it's a famous harp, and it's uh, the harp is on the national uh, what seal or flag of Ireland. National emblem of the Republic of Ireland. But so, I've read that Guinness trademarked the harp before the, the country of Ireland did. Of Ireland. Of we Ireland. Gonna, are we going to just try to give a couple more sentences or are we going to keep it going? Of Ireland. To harp. 
to Ooh, harp which serves as the Guinness foam. emblem. I just had a little bit of foam, pardon me, on my mustache. Licked it off. Very good. That was the Ooh, best taste I had all parable day. Parable or terrible. Parable, parable indeed. My mustache. Uh, yeah, it's based on a famous 14th century Irish harp. Uh, and it's been synonymous since 1862. It trademarked it in 1876. Um, and then, yeah, it, w- it wasn't until 1922 that the go- government actually stepped in and, and made it part of its emblem. So, Typical government. Yep, getting in late. But I that's, was... that's how ingrained Guinness is to the history of Ireland. Right, yeah. And I was reading that this harp that is the redesign would make almost no sound if it was played, they were saying, because yeah. of the way that it, the strings are yeah, arranged. there's like 15 strings on this harp. And it's like curved in such a way, I think was the the problem that it would, it would oh, not so make it went totally noise. for like this graphic design right. without any... Because it almost, and what I always thought it was, was like a shield, you know, like oh, yeah, yeah. Central Florida Knights type yeah. looking logo. Totally. Yeah. That's always what I thought it was. Never even thought harp, but who knew? Who could say? Now really? we do. Yeah, now we do. And our listeners... Uh, of Cold Can Nation. Can, I think it's derogatory to call them listeners. I want to s- Cold Can's Nation. I like they addressing them as the listener. I don't like it. Well, they're not participating right now. This is this is our time, baby. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> this this will exist. This recording will exist for over 9,000 years. For eons. Yeah, we're taking a 9,000-year lease. We, In we your signed, mind. <laughs> we signed a 9,000-year lease. We had to pay up front at yeah, the studio. Yeah, this was a, a doozy. Yeah. We're never getting out of this one. We fucked up. Uh I'm Speaking of leases, I did sign a 17-month lease at my most recent apartment. Very specific. What? Not 18 Well, it months. was between 15 and 18 months to get the best value, baby. Well, what did they price. knock off? Like how much Not at liberty off? to say. Oh, uh, come on. What's your rent? What's your address? Where can everybody <laughs> find you? Uh, we asked Cold Cans Nation for their net income on the survey then. <laughs> Everybody Still feels shady out. about it. <laughs> we do. But hey, go to coldcanspodcast.com slash survey. <laughs> Fill it out yourself. Just just mark the highest income or the lowest. Just just skip it. It's anonymous. Yeah, who cares? Anyway, yeah, I could have signed a 24-month lease mm-hmm. at my place, uh, but it was like, yeah, if, if you do, we're going to knock off like 20 bucks a month right. off your rent. And, and, uh, fuck you. Uh-huh. That's not worth That's a guaranteeing an extra yeah. year. Right. But that's what it's scary, honestly. I've never been in a lease that's that long. Yeah. You're except for living in my parents' house. Tell you what. Yeah, but that that nope. lease that lease is forever. <laughs> You'll always be Wait. able to go back. No, that's true. Uh it's flexible too. You are month to month the parents' house. Always <laughs> month to month. Yeah. Everyone knows you're in for about a sixty month lease, maybe thirty year lease sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you always tell people it's month to month. Month to month. Mom's basement. <laughs> Uh, in this economy, you kidding me? Yeah, it it only makes fiscal sense to move back in with the parents. Leases are scary, though. Like, who do you think that lease was scarier for, James Guinness or, or the I mean, Arthur Guinness or the lease? the landlord? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. It depends. So, forty five dollars a year. And is this a lease to own situation or no? <laughs> well, I would say, yeah. I mean, so, so basically, he was saying, I'm locking this up for my family generations as far out as I could see. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if he had to pay, yeah, up front, like, all of it. I wonder if that was part of it. Yeah. But then why bother calling it a lease? Just buy the fucking property. I don't know. Very strange. <laughs> and there was no further explanation of nope. it anywhere online. And and we're online. <laughs> you got to know that as we do the show, the Cocans boys are logged on. Well, this is going down pretty well. But one thing I've been eyeballing over in the corner of the table, the parable are terrible. The PRT. 
I know the it's listeners' favorite segment. It has been a while. It's and been I, a while. And, and I do say, it's been a while. I do say our listeners' favorite segment. You not say it often. Else, not friends. Not Cold Cans Nation. They're the fucking listeners. You hear that, guys? <laughs> God. You're nothing but listeners to me. This is disgusting. All right. Well, I might walk out of the studio. What do you got here? I brought in, I was looking on the Guinness website. Okay. And they have a section that says recipes and pairings. Mm-hmm. And this beer paired well with a, what is listed as like a baked cheddar cranberry. Um, it's basically like a baked brie, but you do it with cheddar that's infused with cranberries. Poof. And so I was at my local QFC, yep. and this was the only cheese they had with cranberries in it. It's a Wensleydale with cranberries. Wensleydale. A fresh young cheese well complemented by the brightness and sweetness of cranberries. Huh. I do like cranberry cheeses. Me I don't too. know why that fruit specifically goes so well in cheese. Is but... it the tartness, you think? Or what do you think it is? Uh, I don't know. But they are sweetened cranberries. It's not like it's just pure unadulterated cranberries. Hey, don't, it's a family show, Nick. Uh, there you so go. pass one over. I don't know what it is, but I always do like cranberry cheeses. So we're I'll e- eat, you talk. Okay, I'll we're eat. eating these on Triscuit Thin Crisps, baby. You've had regular Triscuits. <laughs> Time to lose some weight, Fatty. <laughs> yeah. Go for the Triscuit Thin Crisps. These are in a triangle shape, whereas normal Triscuits. Is that what makes them Thin Crisps, that the shape is different? No, they're thinner as well. Okay. Yeah. Easier to go down the gullet, though they're not better for slunking off a slice of cheese from this big block. And I don't have a knife. No, I know. You've so it would have been better to, to point have the, the triangle as if it is like a, a butter knife yeah, or something, but yeah. it hasn't worked so well. All right, how did it go down? Uh, very well. I mean, this is as obvious of a parable as it gets. That, that's a really just cheese and sort of anything creamy and, and and rich and roasted like this goes well, very well together. But the fruitness is obviously good too. A cranberry stuff. What do you think? You pull the you push the mic away. This is where you're gonna bring it back in and then be like, "Oh, hey, you keep talking, Joe. I don't get to get a fucking word." This <laughs> has never happened. You keep bringing that up. We need to start videotaping these. Uh, videotaping. The listeners don't get to watch. They get to listen. <laughs> yeah, their listeners are good, good people, and I love them. I have contempt for the listeners. I loved it. Yeah, it was parable. Very parable, parable. Yeah, very parable indeed. Parable. <laughs> Star Wars character now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the Paul F. Tompkins <laughs> impression of a Star Wars character. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Back to the beer. Getting a little drunk. I can feel it as mm-hmm. I do. Uh, Paul F. Comp- Tef- Paul <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins doing Star TF Wars characters. There's also talk about, is Guinness good for you? Because they used to do advertisements like, Guinness for your strength, and something about a toucan. Uh, something carrying, about a toucan. Carrying Guinness. It's a lovely day for Guinness. They have a lot of iconic old ads, as okay. most brands that are this Been around old. 259 years or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so there, CNN did a deep dive on whether this is indeed good for you. And I, they talked to- I'm a, inclined <laughs> not on. to believe anything that- Fucking rag bullshit network tries to churn out. Okay, so a professor of I'm brewing not buying it. Professor of brewing sciences at University of Cal Davis said that most beers contain significant amounts of significant amounts of antioxidants, B vitamins, uh, silicon, which can protect protect against ospe- osteoporosis. Mm, get it uh, out, but not a, against the twisted tongue. Yeah. Soluble fiber and prebiotics, which promote the growth of good bacteria in your gut. Oh, Uh-oh. boy. I see why you climbed into this. <laughs> I see why you got in this bed. 
Uh, but also, they said Guinness in particular might be more healthy because it contains the most folate of the imported any of the imported beers they analyzed. Healthy gut health wise. Folate right? is a B vitamin that bodies need to make DNA and other genetic material. And I believe folate is what you're going to have pregnant DNA up women to your take. Gills. You're going to have so much fucking DNA, you're not going to be able to know what to do with it. Uh, why would what does improving your DNA even mean? That's gibberish. What? Fake news. Folate is what your body needs to make DNA. Why do I? Why do we? Why who's pregnant women take folate? Oh, pregnant women. So you're saying pregnant women should be down in gallons? Drinking Guinness. Guinness. (laughs) Speaking of gallons of Guinness, but is that things? Is that really something that people? You're in the community of people worried about bullshit health uh, concerns. Is is it something people are concerned about? Is not generating enough DNA? I have no idea about that. That's one I, I don't know. Okay, good. So it's it's off that radar completely. But I, pregnant women, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Although it can't be that simple. It can't just be make a, a bunch more DNA. Like they need more DNA. Oh, my DNA is depleted. <laughs> I don't have enough. I mean, I'm losing identity. I, what does it mean? I don't know the biology of it. Do you need to produce DNA to regenerate your cells? Who could say really? <laughs> God, we're such fucking idiots. Sure, but I, again, I, I've never heard somebody that's like, I've never heard that concern okay, so, in my so entire life. So it is life. folic acid that uh, pregnant women take because, right? Uh, and maybe that's also okay. It is folate, which makes sense. I thought that's what it was, but it, it uh, can prevent birth defects. Okay. Which I would essentially mean it's protecting the DNA that is going yeah. from just pumping you in to that the, DNA. Get as much got, DNA as I got, possible. I got, I got, <laughs> I got Guinness gills. in my DNA. My eyeballs are floating in DNA. It's all filled to him. But right as the setup the I had earlier was the gallons of Guinness, the largest glass of beer that was ever made. In in what book of records, might I ask? The Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> it contained 1,499 liters, which is 329.74 oh, gallons boy. of Guinness. And that was prepared at the... Old Lang Syne, Dubliner Irish Pub in Tustin, California. Wow. See, Stone Cold Tustin, California. How many gallons was that? 329. What was the pub? The Old Dubliner Irish Pub. Uh, I When I was singing Old Lang Syne, isn't that the New Year's song? Yeah. When I was singing Old Old Lang Syne, I was filled with about 329 gallons of beer. Were you? I was hungover for a while. Well, good. Yeah. You had a happy... Yeah, how was your New Year, Joe? This is the first one we recorded in the New in Year the of new 2018. Year. Yeah. Uh, new Year was good. We actually, I, I did. I pumped myself a little full with beer, but not more than usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to a small party that you refused to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, we won't get into it here on the, uh, live on air. Uh, but it was a pretty casual party. We drank some champagne. We watched the fireworks come off the Space Needle. Nice. I drank a little too much champagne for my own good. And then we went skiing. You a fan of early... champagne, by the way? No, uh, no, but there is something about it in like an occasion when you're popping a bottle of champagne. Sure. It just feels nice. Mm-hmm. If it's a bachelor party or if it's New Year's or something, there's something to it that screams like this is a celebration rather than just another day of sitting around and drinking Most beers. of it is like the pop at the start, yeah, right? Yeah, that, that alone is fun. And then it kind of starts to fizz. And it a pop is like, it's kind of like a fart where it's like a guaranteed... When somebody farts, you can kind of be like, <laughs> fart, like it's funny. Physical comedy. Sure. And a pop, it doesn't make you laugh, but it goes, 
pop and everybody goes oh mm-hmm. it's like a firework or something yeah and what a great like rush of endorphins to start like then drinking the champagne and celebrating whatever you're celebrating so had some champagne felt a little hungover went skiing anyway fell down a mountain the whole day nice soaked in an epsom salt bath till I was brined and that was it that was good for the day how about you well, I know, I know what you did. We we started the New Year's Eve together. We drank some beers. We did. We yeah. played like the sumo played some wrestling. Tabletop sumo. Tabletop sumo. The sharp, from the sharper image. Another sponsor Promo of the show. Cans. Friend of the show. Uh, that that was a fun game though. Yeah, it is. It's My great. roommate got that. Remote from his control uncle. sumo wrestlers tell you knock each other off the table. It's, it's a lot yeah, of fun. It's fun. Uh, my New Year's, I was uh, yeah, I was at home, and I I got out a little pen and paper and was just kind of writing. Jotting, wow. doodling, writing what? Trying to be like productive, like what my goals New were. New Year's Eve. Well, I, I mean, like because I wasn't out partying, because I didn't really want to go out partying. I wasn't in the mood. Man. Um I just like kind of wrote down like what I wanted to do in the new year. Oh sure, I tried to embrace the whole yeah, like new start, new, new new me, new year, new you, new year, new beer, new new me. Yeah. Uh, was did Cole Cans have any resolutions that you were writing down? No. Oh boy! Now the listeners know what they truly are. They're just (laughs) fucking listeners to Patreon. No, they're friends who I wish I could speak with in real life. Uh huh. Uh, So that was my New Year's. Yeah. Then my roommate got home, and we pissed up, pickled up. He was a little pickled up. Yeah. He was downtown. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Downtown. Eric went downtown. God. Is this interesting to the to the community? No. Sure. Are you finished with your Guinness? I nearly am. Are you? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, the widget's getting in the way. That ball in there is huge. I know. I want to crack this sucker open. It's the size of a ping pong ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't quite have it the rest of the way down. Like you said, I don't know. The flavor doesn't have me coming back, to be completely honest. I know. Well, we like, there's a lot of beer that we just sucked at some point. Yeah, but we just sucked down a ton of this beer. Oh, Nick, be careful. Nobody cuts themselves as much as Nick Patriot. Nick bleeds like you'd never. I think I'm he fearless. might be some sort of hemophiliac. That, and, and he's currently cutting into this can of Guinness in front of me, and I'm worried about oh, him. Oh, This might be the first cold Oh, God. This might be the first legally admissible cold can, so somebody blames me. Oh. Okay. A little smaller be careful. than a ping pong ball. Wow. Yeah, it is a little, it's like a cheap off-brand ping pong ball. That's <laughs> yeah. what it looks like. Bad seams on it. Mm-hmm. But it does have the, um, like, little ridges on it, which I assume is what initiates the, the fizz, you know? Must be, yeah. The Fonz. It's the widget. The Oh, my God. You did really pop that in your mouth. I thought you were going to swallow it. <laughs> that noise wasn't just acting like he was going to eat it. Nick sucked that thing down. I hadn't had dinner yet. I'm a little randy over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me a garden hose. I can suck a ping pong ball through that too. Oh, yeah. Like the great Stanley Kubrick once uh, uh, included in, in one of his movies. Did you enjoy this Guinness? This is the real question I wanted to ask. It's so light and like runny. There's just nothing there. <sighs> this sucks that it's lame. I was ex- not expecting this to be lame. And we're in, Did we pissing do off an wrong? entire country. I know. No, you read the directions. Enjoyed, poured into a glass. Used the widget. Like, get it to pour. We did everything right. There is some debate about whether Guinness should be served cold or warm. Right. But I think the the common knowledge is that the, the Irish prefer it to be served cold. 
Like, I, I think people think like, oh, no, you got to drink Guinness warm. They drink it warm over there. But actually, they, they prefer it cold is what I read online. Okay. So, I don't know. I think we did everything right. There's All just right. not a lot to it. But maybe that's the point. Maybe this is the drinking man's beer of mm. Ireland, which is certainly better than, like, maybe the equivalent, like, a Budweiser or something over here. Like, they're drinking something a little bit, like, I don't know, with a little bit more yeah, to it. But we were expecting some sort of super complex, like, interesting beer, probably because of marketing and how good their right. branding is. And, like, the black can and right? it's always, like, a procedure of pouring it and stuff like that. This only has 125 calories per 12-ounce serving. So that's not like crazy. No. High. No, I think it's just yeah, the color makes you think it's going to be this thick like creamy thing, but it it is. It's it's better. This this is probably in the not to jump to the rankings, but this is probably in the class should. of like those like uh the the deplorables, right? It's in the class of all these mass market beers. This is right. absolutely what one of these is. And this is better than all those. So that you got to give them that. Like That's true. It's not going to compete with some of the best beers that we've drank. It's not like a Elysian Nighttime, or not Elysian, uh, Lagunitas Nighttime or, or something like that. But uh, it, it's better than our mass market shit here in America. I agree. What's Beer Advocate have to say, Nick? I see. Are the you BA. looking for, are you looking oh, for the, BA the BA score? BA gives it a 3.56 out of 5, which translates to good. Yeah, there's n- none of the rest of those beers that we did were translated to good. Yeah, seventy eight hundred reviews, so a lot of a lot of tastings. Yeah, it's, are there any interesting uh, user comments? We always have some fucking lunatics that are on there. <laughs> oh, here's here. This one might be fitting. Okay. The first phrase fits what we were just talking about. Okay, this is from uh, Act Twenty Five. One of the more normal usernames you'll wow. see. Wow. Though he did post that two twenty seven a.m. on Tuesday. <laughs> Uh, he says, BAers, that's not Brian Anderson, that's beer advocators. I'm a BAer, though, in real <laughs> life. Go Brewers. Go Crew. Go Crew. Love to bash mass. So, bash mass market oh, he, beers. Jesus. And of, of all the mass beer in the world, if Douche I'm stuck bag. with one, it would be Guinness. Most yeah. don't realize how light a beer the draft is at 4.2% ABV. Less calories or fewer calories than Amstel. Floats on your IPAs and sweetens, tempers them in black and tans, and pleases the ladies. Okay. Oh, okay. There we go. All right. This guy's an aspiring uh, something. (laughs) I often order. I often order a black and tan. (laughs) I often order a black and tan slash IPA when out to keep things lighter. To me, Guinness or coffee are about the only additives to beer that work. Mm, Interesting. He adds Guinness to beer. Never heard of such a thing. Like a black and tan. I guess I, yeah, okay. Yeah. Because I never really thought about it, though. I never really thought about the purpose of that. It's adding Guinness for its properties, like adding coffee like to a something. A lighter. Yeah. Huh. That is kind of like a, that's a good way to put what we're drinking. It's it's almost like an ingredient, like to something that would, it's certainly like a base to something that would be much better. But on its own, it's it's good, like Act 2 said in his sensual writing. <laughs> Act 25. Act 25. It, act two is popcorn. What kind of? What's your favorite popcorn? You an Act two man? They have like the best extra butter. Popcorn? Yeah, they have Oof. the best extra butter. I mean, in my opinion. I'm an Orville Redenbacher man. Hey, Redenbacher, might as well call you Rockefeller because Orville Redenbacher <laughs> always <laughs> blew Act two out of the water. It is, yeah, it is expensive. 
I, I can't afford that shit. <laughs> so I, I, I grew up on Act 2, might I add. Uh, it shows. <laughs> extra butter. Give me that butter. And then put it's a never piece butter. of- put a piece It's always of, oil. But then put a real piece of butter in a little cup, microwave that, and pour that over the oh, top. Yeah. And I mean, all, I'm all for that. Those kernels that shrivel right down because they got like all the butter. Yeah. That saturated. mixed with some of the unbuttered ones, it's money. Did you ever have a like whirly pop, the stirring? Yeah. The one that would stir on its own? Yeah. And yeah, then when yeah, it got yeah. going, you had and to you shake could, it. And you could, well, I had a whirly pop with a handle that you oh, could turn you could and crank. It, would, it would crank it and, and, and build everything up. But it nice. just was, it got sick of it. And then I'd, it's still sitting like in a shelf somewhere and then <laughs> like with like the quesadilla maker and stuff like that. And then I'm just microwaving my popcorn. Have you ever heard of the, the trick for adding butter in the movie theater? Yes, I have. So Devin, my wife, introduced me to this trick, and this is for the listener then, the paltry listener. <laughs> is, you know, when you get your bin of movie theater popcorn, back in the day they used to butter it for you, and everybody was an expert butterer. Now they give it to you and they're like, go, put it, go to the trough over there, you fat fuck, and yeah. start dumping butter on top of it. So oh, and by the way, there. it's twice the price. Yeah. Get used to it. And so you go over there and you... You're putting the butter on top, and then your first few handfuls of popcorn are, are rich and laden with butter. And you're and you're watching like you're not even watching the previews yet. You're watching like the TV commercials, like in your ecstasy. What's up next? And yeah, you're watching like a Geico ad or whatever. Then the previews start. Now you're halfway, and now your butter is like pretty much gone. Well, the way to avoid that is to stick a straw into the butter machine. The butter machines have like a pointy tip. You stick a straw into that. And then you put the straw halfway down. I don't think they even have the pointy tip, actually. So they just have like I think, what? yeah, you got to like, you got to position it. You Some get, of them so have it's a, a little bit tip. of art. I've There's an art to it. That. But if you have to position it, that's easy. So you push, position the straw over the stream, and then you stick the straw into halfway down or all the way down your popcorn. And then the butter starts to fill in from down there. And then when you mm-hmm. do your shaking, now you're really getting some good distribution of movie theater butter. Mm-hmm. And goddamn. That's that's one of the true joys of going to the movies, just eating whatever it is that they can do with popcorn. It is, yeah. And you put down like 2,300 calories oh, during yeah. a two-hour movie. You feel terrible halfway through a movie. Yeah. Like, this gross, like, this shitty film in your mouth. Like That's the worst part, The yeah. salt and all that fake butter in the middle of the whatever Avengers movie they're on now. <laughs> and, you just, and you have a vat of soda, like 70 ounces of soda. The thing is, like, the size of a baby. Mm. <laughs> weighs like 22 pounds. Mm-hmm. You got to buy a seat next to you just to hold your soda. <laughs> God damn it, do I love it. Uh, anyway, this Guinness. So Guinness, going back to Guinness. Um, so best enjoyed board into a glass, but both of us were kind of more or less underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Bummer. But I think the point you're making is good. This is, it is what it is in that it's a mass market kind of light beer. Yeah. And for that, it's clearly above all of those beers. Yeah. So I'm looking at the rankings. And our deplorables section, Coors Light is the highest beer in the deplorables category. So above deplorables, we have Wild Card. Um, and so it's Coors Light's the highest, then Miller Light, then Michelob Ultra, and so on, all the way down. This is after the great uh, re-rankings of 2018. So and, people demanded and the people got. Yes. And above that is actually a couple more sort of mass market type stuff. There's Sheffield for Hefeweiss and Grapefruit, Rolling Rock, PBR, and then Iinger. Like I, I anger, I anger, I would, I anger, (laughs) 
I haven't heard enough Irish accent out of you in this episode. I would put this, anger would put this below anger and above PBR. Because I feel like it's just, it's better than all that shit below, but it's not better than anger. Man, we should have fucking plummeted Iyengar to the bottom of the rankings. I hate that beer. So you I, think this I is could better never than have... Iyengar? I enjoy it more than Iyengar, yes. But... Iyengar disagree with you. <laughs> I ain't going to disagree with you. I am going to. It it's, sounds it's like not even fa- it's, I It's. I won't even compare it to Iyengar, though. I, okay. I'm okay with where you have it by PBR. below, Right above PBR, below Iyengar? Above PBR and below Iyengar yeah, is where fine. I have it. Okay, so that's like right in the middle. That seems just about right. It's better than most beers, but right, N- not like not a special yeah. occasion beer. Kind of underwhelmed means. us. Yeah, that's a little bit of a bummer. I think once we found out though what it is, you know. Yeah, I guess. I guess yeah, I always had a higher a higher mind. And the listeners, yeah, should idea know. of what it was. The lowly fucking <laughs> listeners, just the listeners are good people. Educated. Joe. No, I don't have contempt for the listeners. I love the listeners dearly. Um, Guinness, on the other hand, do do we say we love it, or do we like it? No, it ain't be right in home about it anytime soon. You don't think you're some kind of beer lord, do ya, Guinness? Cause you're not. The Cold Cans Podcast is recorded in the Overcast Room at Cloud Studios in Seattle, Washington. Visit cloudstudioseattle.com 